Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah. Well, when you fish the Serengeti Plains, <laughs> uh, it's very important. <laughs> Didn't know if guiding on African safaris. <laughs> we were out there just baking yesterday, and I, like we've got warm weather in the forecast, and we everybody in the boat was like unbearably warm, mm-hmm. right? And then I, we looked at the temperature; it was only seventy three degrees, and we were baking. Yes. I'm like all right, twenty two more degrees on Saturday. Oh boy, that sounds like great. You know, people travel to go to temperatures that warm, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see that ever again. No. No. But that's know. a hot that's a hot topic. We'll cover a little oh, later oh, in the episode. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is while I talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Um, it is uh, the first week of June. We went through Memorial Weekend, and uh, we all survived. We all have good stories, mm-hmm. and it uh, it was a good time. Great time. Nice to nice to have a quieter lake this week too, though. Nice yeah, to have some fish spread out too, like we've said last week. I didn't have to. I I occasionally fish some crowded spots this weekend, but it wasn't like the only thing I had to do was pick your time to do it. Right. Do it as long as you can tolerate it, or as long as the fish can tolerate it, and then get out of there and go do something. Yeah. Last different. night we had, you know, there wasn't. I went to this area and there wasn't a boat for a mile, and then uh. It was just like a magnet. We caught two or something like that, and this two boats come right on there, and they're you know super super close, and they're like, oh, you must have the same waypoints I got. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. Right. But we stuck a few more and got out of there. It's like a couple more for the road here. It's always good to stick one and then leave a spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need this. Right. <laughs> I don't need this spot today. All right. We should say. Uh, or I'm going to say that for where I fish and how I've learned Leech Lake, this is the best stretch of 10 days probably coming up for. So I'll get humbled real quick after those 10 days are over. <laughs> right. but I'm looking forward to some good fish in the next 10 days. This week, uh, we're going to share some fish stories from the previous week. We get some good ones. Yep. We'll do a more uh, comprehensive week in review. Talk a little bit about the how electronics are a blessing and a curse. We I got a say. preview, a groundhog day, and then uh well, I think you give me a groundhog day this time. Yep. And then uh I've got to go fishing. Me too. Where are you going? I'm going to a secret spot. They're so secret the fish can't even find it. <laughs> that was a, as to, an Eric Rutt joke. It's uh, pretty good. I'm going to a very familiar place called Pikedale Lodge. Dude. I pretty much live there. Right Do you know now. they have a burger named after me? Well, I've heard that about my, me too. Is it on the menu yet, though? I don't know. Is Mine's the bacon barbecue cheeseburger. Is that yours? Mine is the California burger with the sauce uh, on, on it. it. Everything burger. That's, That's what it. I always say. Can I just get an everything burger? Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Good people there. They run a real tight operation. They had like a million boats moving in and out of that place this weekend, and it was pretty impressive how smoothly they did it. Man, every they had lots of dock help, and all of them were just like... On it. Well-oiled machine. Yep. Got to give a little shout-out to Carl for running a, well, and Tori and Sally. And Trevor and And, Zach. Zach. Yes. Yeah. Great crew. Yep. Um, But we'll get on with this. Let's hear from Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. Tell me a fish story. Uh, so it was Monday. 
Monday afternoon, and we were out of the beautiful Pikedale Lodge, and uh, we had a pretty good, we had a real good afternoon, and we had caught them all on stupid night crawlers that day. <laughs> so it was like the it was the last fish of the day. It was like seven fifty seven on an eight o'clock trip. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I got a bite here. Let me line out. Let me line out. I close the bale. I start cranking down on it, and it goes. Zzzz! I'm like, oh, man. You know, I'm thinking, maybe this, like, 10-pound gator. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm fighting for, like, 45 seconds. I get it right underneath the boat. And all of a sudden, it was just, like, it was just, like, dead weight. I'm like, what the world? So I just start cranking it in. And I see, like, this white belly. I'm like, what the hell? And here, it ended up being a 21-inch walleye. But it was dead as a doornail. <laughs> and here's, like, a 50-inch muskie swimming alongside mm. it. Had, had it. Had had it and killed the friggin' thing. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up just, like, flipping it in the boat. And that muskie just hung out there for, like, 20 seconds. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And then two <coughs> days later, first fish of the day, boom, guys, it's a hook. <coughs> and he caught a muskie. Oh, really? But this one was only 28 inches. Oh. But it was just a little cutie. Yeah, they're pretty when they're Oh, yeah, super speckly and cute as a button. So, but yeah, it was sweet. It had two musky encounters in three days. And hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool, <coughs> huh? I have a somewhat similar story from yesterday. It was on a nice, nice walleye bite, catching fish on just about everything. And a uh, guy had like a, about a 20 or maybe an 18, I know it was for sure an 18 incher on and got it to the side of the boat, and there was a four-footer right behind it, <laughs> just a giant, and it was dead calm, you know, so you could see it real clearly. And I let it hang there for a bit. He let it hang there for the for a bit, and we needed that. That was our last box fish, and we'd been having, I mean, we were having a good day, but we were catching more overs than we were box fish. So I was like, God, I think I want this in the boat. <laughs> And so I scooped I was in like a real similar situation. <laughs> so I scooped it. And he's like, oh, what'd you do that for? I'm like, I'm sorry, we need this fish. <laughs> we, this is fun. my call, and you listen to what I say. <laughs> it just makes me wonder. And so it's for sure like, well, what I th- would think is it's the unusual behavior from a hooked fish that's drawn their attention. Yeah, and they're overlapping and where they're living. Right. So they're out chasing those same schools of minnows. There is a surprisingly large amount of bait, I would say, right now. Though. Yes. Um, even I've been trying to like learn how to read my 2D as best I can while going 30 miles an hour, so I'm paying close attention to the, everything. Like, doesn't matter where I'm driving on the lake. In, in mo- most water between 15 and 20 feet right now, most of it, even in the middle of nowhere, there's still pi- piles really? of bait. Yep. I haven't been doing that, but mm. that's very interesting. And I've stopped on them sometimes because that would be it'd be nice to have some fish like those would for sure be fish nobody knew knew about without question. And there's no reason you're just talking about a soft bottom, yeah. twenty foot. Yeah, and some actually I'd say more of it is hard bottom, fifteen to twenty. You yeah, know, okay. So, and there, there's just bait all over the place. Interesting. This is Leech Lake I'm referring to. In right that now. no man's land. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you would have that all to yourself. Yeah, and I'm sure there. I'm sure you will eventually stumble upon. The reason I'm working on this is because Dylan Mackey uh, gave me a tip about. Maybe I'm not going to share that. 
I don't even know about this. I think I'm going to, because I think it could be important, and um, I asked him for a tip, you know. Don't know the guy super well, and he gave me a tip, so never mind. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, secret secret. It's more, I mean, in respect of the tournament stuff he mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold that up. Yeah, okay, Dan. All right, Dan. All right. I'm just a little upset you're withholding information. I'm sorry. I'm, I got to do it sometime. Wow. Um, we were closer than that. How was the rest of your week? It was sublime. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we went out and I fish leech every day. And, uh, you know, each day had a different story. Um, you know, we kind of like my I had a really good I've had a really good streak since like last Wednesday. Last Wednesday is when we caught those six over 26. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's like, I haven't really found fish in the same areas and fished those fish two days in a row. Sure. Um, you know, a couple of those days I've been on shorelines, um, pitching jigs, a couple of those days I've been out deep water rigging um, on big rock bars, um, pitching jigs on the rock edges. And it's been super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of everything. Doing everything and yep. having success in it. It's just too bad that this is such a short window. Yeah. Because it is so much fun. And you have a variety of like, a variety of different fishes. Sure. You know, they're all walleyes, but they're all different. And they mm-hmm. all behave differently. And they even fight differently. I would agree. Some of that, I think, is probably related to whether or not they've been caught. Yeah, before. could be. Because there's some, like the community spot fish are pretty late like the 24s are pretty lazy they just kind of come in yep yeah. like oh i've been through this before <laughs> if i just weather this out I'll, they'll let me go and right. i'll go home right and then some like sneaky shallow water spots that maybe haven't gotten attention like you can hardly get a 23 incher in the boat yeah um, right yeah it is interesting <laughs> i've had a fairly fairly similar experience except i had a pretty tough evening and then uh, the following morning was also not not up to the caliber of the rest of the trips I was doing. The evening one started off a beautiful, calm, sunny day, and, <laughs> like, we were pecking away at them, doing okay. There were a lot of fish that weren't cooperative, but it was also, like, 4 o'clock, calm, sunny day, and I was, like, feeling pretty good about the pace, and then by... For, especially for the first hour or yeah, two? Yeah, by 8 o'clock we were going to be fine, but I had, while I was out there, a, a real narrow band... Of storms show up to the west on on leech, and I looked on the radar and it was super super narrow, and there was a little pocket in it that looked like it was probably gonna hit us. And um, I also had an older gentleman who I had been given pretty good, pretty explicit directions not to give him a rough boat ride. So we were out there. The wind started picking up. I knew this narrow band was gonna hit us somewhat, but it looked like the that anything that would have lightning in it wasn't going to hit us. But the wind kept picking up out of the west more and more and more and more. And I kept telling folks, like, I think the best thing to do is just ride this out here. And then uh, I know there's calm stuff, stuff behind it. But then it got, like, more and more and more. We were, like, maybe three how, miles. How long of a, from when it started to when you were like, oh, no. Probably 15 minutes. Like, unusually quick. <gasps> <laughs> and it was narrow, so like what the what got me is like most of it got over us, and like we are we're on the edge of being back to normal. But on the back side of that, there was like thirty miles an hour wind on the back side of it. So 
once that front was like east of us, that's when it got worse. And then there was some thunder all of a sudden in the stuff that was past us. And I, I, I like made some, I mean, everybody agreed that it like snuck up on us, but mm-hmm. I made the wrong choice trying to ride it out out there. Cause then I got to a point like, well, we can't be here anymore. There's lightning. And now we've got like three to four footers and in like, 15 minutes. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. And I was like thinking like, this is such a short lived one that I kept thinking, well, the lake isn't going to be able to build the energy to like make them big, you know, right. like it's, it, it was one of those times where like, there's the not wind, enough distance. Yep. The wind on your face is a lot stronger than the waves. And because it's moving so narrow, so quickly, I thought that the waves wouldn't get to a point where they were reflective of a 30 mile an hour wind. They certainly did. And then <laughs> what, I, <clears throat> it was just a crazy one. I had a very slow boat ride home because I still didn't want to, like, crunch the the guy. And as I was riding him sideways, and I had a couple break, like, over the port side of the boat, which I've never had. Even with your trim tabs? Well, that so the whole thing, the the reason that it was so miserable is because I had to go nine miles an hour. Had it been you and I, and we would would just surf him at, like, 25, like, we would have for sure still been wet, but this was, like... In, in a, an uncomfortable boat ride because I had to go nine miles an hour because I didn't want to crunch the guy's vertebrae. So you just got that nose up and... Well, I was running them sideways. Like, I... Yeah. And then the wind was so strong, it would it was taking, like, the top six inches of the waves and just busting them off. So Spray, like, spraying them. You had spray coming every time. It was a drench fest. <laughs> and I don't care if you're in a tiller or wheelboat, you were going to be... So... Yep. And then I heard the Pikedale folks that evening... Uh, they ran a tournament that night. They had 20 boats. They caught three fish when that front came through. So it shut them down pretty good. Wow. Just a little narrow one. Wow. And then the following morning, I had the Davis boys. Um, Parker Davis is our intern, and we definitely had some, like, cold front fish going on. Um, what what I thought was in- interesting about that was not only did we have lots of fish that didn't bite, we, we had lots of fish that were hanging on to minnows. Not holding. You'd get them, like, halfway up. And then they would just spit the minnow mm-hmm. out. So interesting to see, like, it reflected in a couple ways, right? Like, lots of fish not biting, and then the ones that are biting are... Even I, I had a couple of night crawlers get spit, you know? Why do they spit a night crawler? There's no... I had crawlers get spit yesterday. I understand mm-hmm. if, like, the crawler doesn't look that good, maybe it's soft. But, like, you feel bite, and you're like, oh, this sucker should just eat it. Yeah. I wonder a little bit, though, with our weight systems, though, especially where I know you were rigging. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you you have to drop that weight a couple feet down. Yeah. You know, because you're, even if you don't know it, you're hanging that weight up. I'm trying to. Right. So then when you go to drop line, sometimes I feel like maybe that weight can tug it away from them or tug it enough for them to drop it. I'm only using like a three ounce weight. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, yeah, I agree. Fishing's been good. Uh, I'm still getting most of my fish on the jig and a minnow. Um, But everything I've tried has caught a fish. Except for plastics. I haven't caught a fish on a plastic. Caught a nice pickerel yesterday. Did you? I was hopeful it was going to be a walleye. I haven't found fish in like a super friendly area to fish them with a plastic. Or when I did like, I found some up when I fished up north. Um, I found some fish in sand up there, pretty shallow, that were super cooperative. But the wind was blowing 20 miles an hour. Yep. And it's just, I can't do it in that big a wind. <laughs> yeah, but I think that that's probably one they would bite them too. Probably. And I think I'm feeling more and more like it just boils down to, like, how turbulent or dirty the water is. Mm. 
like, or any sort of, or weedy the water is, right? I think that that's where on our clear water lakes, you either have to pick some of the darker ones, which if you think about the small one that is dark that we fish, yep. is pretty good with plastics. Super good. Um, or you got to think about like real turbulent water. I think about last year, how I was catching them pretty good around Pelican on plastics when it was like rowdy, windy in mm-hmm. there and like lots of turbulence, like not very good visibility. Where they have to just make a snap decision. Yep. And maybe they're feeling a little bit, maybe they have to rely a little bit more on vibration and stuff too. Um, I just think if it's calm and clear and they stare at that thing, their little lizard brain goes, nah, that's not real. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Overall, good fishing. Should be good. I hope it's good through 90 degrees of weather. It's going to be... If we can just get through this, I think we'll have another solid week, but we've got to get through this heat. But it lasts like five days, dude. I know. We just got to get through it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I I feel like the, the lakes are... I think Leech Lake is like 10 days ahead of... The water is 10 days ahead of the calendar. That's how I feel right now. Hmm. And, you know, looking at the water temps, maybe how the... Where the fish are kind of hanging out. That's how I feel. I think they're they're quite a bit ahead, at least a week ahead of where they were the last few years. Sure. Well, let's dive deep into that after we take a quick break. Nice. This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. I've got a tool for you that is not directly related to fishing, but might save your fishing day or your day eating fish out on the porch. They have brought in a whole line of thermocell mosquito repellent devices. I don't know how they work. I think they're magic, but they make the mosquitoes go away. And their their range for the bigger unit they're carrying is perfect for a 20-foot warrior. Put that thing right in the middle, and no bugs. Or put it right on your patio while you're enjoying the walleyes that you caught out on Leech Lake out of Pikedale Lodge. No bugs. Stop in, check them out while you're picking up your live bait. I gotta tell one more fish story. How many fish stories do you have? This hey, it was an eventful week, man. Oh my gosh. So through the Is Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> right now, yes. Um... Through Memorial Day weekend, I had four or five days of doubles in a row. Holy buckets. And Monday um, was the last of the doubles. And then on Tuesday, I had my good friend Bob McCollum and his granddaughter, oh, Bailey. Nice. How did? How is Bailey? Bailey's great. Good. I'll, I'll maybe save a Bailey story because there were some good ones. But I was telling Carl at Pikedale on, on Monday morning that, like, Bob and Bailey were as close to a day off as I had. And by no means did I mean I, like, wasn't fishing hard. But I know Bob really well, know Bailey really well, really enjoyed fishing with them. And the weather was supposed to be, like, super comfortable, pretty calm, like, maybe a day to, like, recuperate a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was looking at towards, or looking forwards to, I guess. So my Monday night trip was a, a woman named Stephanie Cassa had booked it, like, Three or four months ago, nice for out of Pikedale for her husband and her brother, brother-in-law, something like that. And her and I coordinated quite a bit, and she needed a five o'clock start time, which is later than I usually like. Um, but this was way back in March, April, yeah, February. Yeah, so you can say yes to anything, right? Right. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so I'm sitting at the, I left my boat in the harbor, sitting there a little before five o'clock and a few of the seasonals walk down. Like there's a big family gathering and like six or seven of them walk down and they're standing on the dock and we're just chatting, you know, I just say hi to them. And then like another group comes down and there's like maybe 15 or 20 people around the harbor all of a sudden <laughs> while I'm waiting to pick up my customers. Kind of odd. Yeah. And so these two dudes walk down, and they've got, like, one's got a bucket hat on. They're both wearing the big orange life preservers. <laughs> one of them's got a pink tank top on, and they walk right down to the dock, and it's Phil's, Phil Peterson and Carl Swanson, who we reference all the time, two of the, like, better anglers out of the Pikeville Lodge, who have been, like, conning me for three months. They, like, hired this person, not hired, but they asked this random person to coordinate the trip for them. And they're Brian and Steve who have booked me for the Monday night of... of they're Brian and Steve. Yep. And so they said, hey, we're your customers, but pressure's off, man. We're just out here to have a good time. <laughs> so it was pretty that's, great. That's and like, awesome. everybody knew about it by, but me, so, like, everybody was down there to see my reaction. You want to know something? I knew about you it. You knew about yeah, it. Yeah, Schultz. He told me. He's, he made sure. He, but don't tell Dan. Make sure you don't tell Dan. Don't tell Dan. Well, he, Schultz told me, if you're if you had a woman call you, and she it's tonight, make sure you cancel it, because it's those two guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dan. So we had a good time. I mean, I have never fished. I fished once with Carl, never with Phil, and uh, we didn't try anything super seriously I, I asked if it'd be okay if we tried something new um and they were up for it and uh we had a good time we didn't catch that many pit that many fish but um had a good time and it was fun to just talk fishing with both of them because they have like very different perspectives in like fairly different spots because they just only hunt big fish all the time mm-hmm. whereas you and i like keepers are it's the name of the game yeah but they're good at their they're good at their practice for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. Go that's a good story. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, guys, for doing that. That was super nice. Keeping I, life interesting. They, they're very supportive of our of one our practical operation. joke at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do we? Well, before we get into the week in preview, I brought up that I've been feeling a little bit like electronics are a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And like the blessing part would be more obvious. Because we talk about how useful of a tool they are, but like the curse thing is setting in a little bit, and I want I want your perspective on that because it seemed like you have similar feelings right now. Like, yeah. What did you when I brought it up? What did what did you think of? So what comes to mind is uh, like the fish I picked on last week, um, and did pretty well on a couple days. I it's very it's a very close spot and it's a fairly community spot. Lots of people know these fish are there, mm-hmm. but you can easily see these fish on your imaging Mm -hmm. and it'll drive you freaking nuts being able to see these pods of fish there's eight ten and and a little pod Mm -hmm. and cast over there throw everything at them Mm -hmm. and not get a bite and you like it turns into a major time suck Mm -hmm. and like you know there's other fish out there if i you know it, it, it makes you Frustrated to the point where you leave, absolutely, Mm because it's a time suck. Yep. And there are fish not very far away that'll give you that instant gratification. Sure. Which is what this, uh, it's taking the guesswork out of it, right? These graphs, the great part about it is you drive a mile, two miles, 
drive this spot. There's fish here. You catch those fish. You go back to that same spot after you just caught those fish. Those fish still aren't biting. Right. And you absolutely know they're there. They're mm-hmm. moving. They look like they're active. Mm-hmm. They probably are active. But they're just not actively eating a jig in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that those, the fish you're referencing are like another example. I think we maybe talked about it last week, but they're pressured fish. For like, sure. I don't know what, what causes them. Like what? what exactly is happening with the pressure to cause them to not bite, but, like, that is for sure a thing. Mm-hmm. And you'll get them to bite sometimes. You might get one or two to bite. In fact, I know I've caught the same fish off that spot three times in the last, like, eight <laughs> really? days. Yep. It's a scuffed-up 24-incher. Oh, I ate on, that yesterday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> on both sides, scuffed up. Um, uh, that's because I've been taking the cheeks off it. <laughs> been taking just a couple bites out of it every time. <laughs> uh but those are pressured fish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think I was just talking with the guy yesterday. He was looking for pointers. And I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time on one school of fish because uh, you, there are other schools that are probably going to be in a better mood. And they're just as easy to find as that one. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to go look for them. Right. I had a spot I've been fishing that is there's, like, pods of fish scattered all over the place. You don't have to go very far to find them. Um, but, like, we did really well there pecking around at those pods of fish but then it was like i had made the decision to leave like all right we're leaving now but like the first usually the first like 30 seconds of leaving people are like squaring their stuff away and i'm just like getting the boat ready headed the right direction and so we did that and 30 seconds later i was maybe 70 or 80 yards away from where i'd been picking on those fish and there was like another pot of like 10 under the boat and I was like, God, I think we have to fish them. And then we did. And we didn't and we caught one out of there or whatever. But like I wanted to not be fishing those fish anymore. Mm-hmm. But my graph was yeah. The Told tools. you you needed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other thing that like and this is very much what the head to head thing is about, I think. And more and more tournament angling, unless you're trolling, guys are trying to um be as What's the word I'm looking for? They're disciplined. Well, disciplined and like targeted as possible, right? Like it's not like, okay, this hump has some fish on it. Let's fish this hump. These guys are like, this little corner has seven fish. I can see them on one of these crazy tools I now have. Mm-hmm. Let's try to catch those seven fish. And then if for whatever reason those seven fish aren't there anymore, we're not going to like just fish the hump. We're going to like go hunt down those seven fish. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like... Yep, absolutely. You're not spending... The the better tournament anglers are not spending any time over dead water anymore. Right. They're either driving but or they're fishing specific marks, which I want to do. I do a fair amount of it. With the bobber thing, you can do that. Pitching jigs, you can do that. But it doesn't... It does lead to a lot of time where it's just uh, the captain looking, looking Doing at the Doing all the... Yeah. Yep. And less time with people in the water, which... Sometimes it's nice to just have line, lines in the water, you know. Yesterday, I mean, I wasn't in a super imaging-friendly place, but we caught, like, five fish that I had no clue. I thought we were fishing dead water. Mm. And that 28 we caught yesterday, I didn't know it was that. Sure. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that fish get that bite. Right. Where I had been, that's what I have been doing lately. Sure. Except for yesterday. It just right. didn't work out like and, that. And maybe it does change a little bit with the deep, as we start fishing the offshore stuff and get into some deeper water where your baits are further away mm-hmm. from the boat, just by the nature of how much line you have to have out, um, 
and that's but different. But as than, I said earlier, I fish with a three ounce weight, so I'm right under <laughs> right the boat. under the boat. Yeah. Mm. All right. And but we're also fishing a lot of rocks. Yeah. So you're not always going to see them in the the big rocks. Yeah. Good news, bad news with the. I mean, if yeah, I think a real effective way to. All we'll do for our tournament time now is just drive around and find, like, be certain that there are fish in a very small area of water and then put some baits in their face and then try some different baits and then move. Are we going to do the MWC in September? I want to. Yeah, okay, I've, got a, I've got it boxed off on my camera. Good. i got to box it off myself. Good. Yeah, I want to do it real bad. It's going to be super fun. Uh-huh. I think we'll take that channel at full. Full bore this Yes, year. I think that's the only way to do it. <laughs> I think we should practice on the channel between Little Boy and Wabado. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I tell my customers that, that you'll know I've retired from the guide life when I blow that Girl Lake to Woman Lake channel. Like when I'm burning, if, <laughs> if, I, if it gets around town that I ripped through that, I've retired from guiding. You're just done. Oh, that'd be so satisfying. He's, uh, excuse me, officer, uh, Dan Ryan is now in a tank top and he is going full bore through the channel. Uh, excuse me, sir. He's got a white claw in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Carl steals you. It's a sabotage. <laughs> uh, then you'd have to drive a skeeter around. Terrible. Oof. All right. Um, you want to take? Yeah, let's take one more break, and then we'll do a weekend preview. You got it, dude. It's gonna be like ninety-five degrees this weekend, and eighties for the rest of the week. And if you're anything like me, you're gonna get burnt right now. Well, the one stop's got a couple things. Three things. We, they've got sun shirts, so you don't have to worry about getting burned. You just wear them bad boys, and you're in the clear. You're good to go. They've got sunscreen, so if you want to be like Carl and wear a tank top all day, you could put that on, and you'll be good to go. And if you're dumb and don't do either, there's aloe vera and solar cane. Get it all taken care of. You can cover all your bases right there at the one stop. Walleye Groundhog Day. Yeah. For you. For me. For, for moi. What did you come up with, All man? right. You're come fishing on, Maestro. Saturday. This Saturday. Okay, 95. Mm-hmm. You get to fish at as many hours of it. You can fish 24 hours if you need to, choose to. You have to catch 100 walleyes, and you get to put yourself plus three other anglers, you get to pick them. Which three? And then you need to tell us which three where you're going to fish anywhere in the within a couple hundred miles, I'll say. And then uh, how you're going to do, how many days it's going to take you. Okay. 100 walleyes. In 95 degrees. 95 degrees. And I have to tell you how I'm going to do it. And with with whom? Well, I'm going to pick you, Marky Mark, yep. and Travis Brown. Oh. All three of us. That'll okay, be all four of us. Super fun. Okay. And... I gotta catch a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. No size restriction. Boom, going to Winnie, dude. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna buy a full gallon of fatheads mm. and a pound of leeches and a flat of night crawlers because we have no idea. We're gonna spend a ton of money on this, mm-hmm. and if we don't die, <laughs> it's gonna take us two days. But it's gonna be two of the worst days ever. Hot, humid, but at least we'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bring. 40 pounds of ice. We're going to bring 100 pounds of ice. We're going to lay it on the bottom of the boat. And we're going to have a swimming pool of ice in the bottom of the boat. That could cause problems in the future, though. I don't know if the temperature co- contrast could cause cracking. Mm. Um, 
I like the idea a lot, though. Just oh, yeah. fill that thing up. Oh, it's going to be nice there. <laughs> <laughs> Mark will be in there with sandals. I'll be wearing winter boots. <laughs> but we're going to... That'd be great. You could just have the minnows swimming around right there in the, in oh, the yeah. boat with us. But I do think Kevin Skalicki's right. I think you got to do a cooler day. And we gotta, we probably will end up pulling spinners. Mm. Because that heat, we got to keep... If there's not going to be a ton of wind, we got to keep that boat moving. Sure. Keep ourselves cool. Yeah. And, you know, that might be the way to get them, especially with that warming, that real warming. But the fathead minnow might be the key on that spinner. On the spinner. That would be great. On the Kevin Skalicki Secret Lake Tackle spinner. Mm-hmm. Purple blade for me. You can use whatever garbage you want. I'm going to go Copper Tiger, I think. That's a good idea. I caught um, five fish on his spinners this week. Not pulling them very long. Yeah. And uh, Were they shoreline fish or hump, hump fish? Oh, I would say... There's one that I could go either way, but I would call them shoreline fish. Nice. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. So they were both shoreline fish. I haven't fished them deep yet. Um, but yeah, dude. And you just sent me a tube of them? No way. Yeah. I'll show you. They're, everything the guy does is like, he's a type A guy for sure. And like, that's exactly who you want making your spinners. <laughs> and um, yeah, the... They he has a weird blade. If you looked real closely at his blade, the just the standard blades he's got. Yeah, they're not. They're like there's like an extra cup at the bottom of it, uh-uh. which is why I think that's why Kevin will let me know. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's a secret. Why they spin at like they spin slow? Mm-hmm. He said like I think he told me the number threes will go a mile an hour, and they for sure go at a mile an hour. I think they go at like point eight, point nine. They're still Super. spinning. And it, I think it's that extra little cup. You, you're like, if you have a decent spinning or rod for pulling spinners, you can you can feel vibration from the blades sure. on his real real easily, which is nice because it helps with if you're if you're fouled or anything. And what I'm pulling them through has a lot of caragrass and stuff, so um, I appreciate being able to tell if they're if they're fouled. That's gonna be you. you t- tell me, 95 degrees this Saturday, and I'm gonna tell you. Secret Lake Tackle is going to be a real big thing. Bang, bang, boom. I I think it is, dude. I think that's how I'm going to try to catch them. I love it. I'm also thinking about not running on, on bouncers. Running just on regular lead or are you running on a I'm going to just put weight. a bolt weight and do the old cast and guesstimate thing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the fish are up. Mm-hmm. Um, even the shallow fish are up that I'm picking on. I don't think you need them touching the rocks all the time yeah and you will lose your butt if you're going through or you're gonna take all the time in the world to wind in everybody we right. gotta go get it yeah that's yeah. a good idea i think you're gonna run on like a half or three eighths or i don't know my weight probably maybe half. you look like a 140 145 kind of guy. <laughs> um yeah i think that'd be a good fun way to do it though too because then you can do it on spinning gear mm-hmm. um people can cast it have it in their hand the whole time it's not like a labor to, or chore to hold on to it. Yeah. I might do that. I might do that tonight. No, I'll do it tomorrow. No, I'll do it Saturday. Good idea. Saturday. Friday, we still start out a little cool. I think you're right about Winnie, though. But, Dude, I mean, Winnie's I had, I had an answer in my head when you was like, it Winnie? When I asked it, and it was Winnie. Oh, for sure. I did the, the range to try to think, make you think about Lake of the Woods, maybe, but... I would not go to Lake of the Woods. Why not? I can't catch him on Lake of the Woods. How do you know? I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> You used to default to being able to catch them anywhere. 
I can catch them about anywhere, but I don't know if I can catch them out there. I don't know if I can... There's so much water. I don't know if I'm willing to do what it takes to go catch 100 out there. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty... Stu- I mean, I say I'm getting better, but I'm still super stubborn where I don't want to do some of this dumb stuff. I like the fat head on the spinner, though. That's probably an overlooked way to catch walleyes. It's the perch purchased proof way, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I was thinking about is if you're running crawler harnesses... Um, and you got to catch a hundred of them. That there's just a lot of time and rebaiting and stuff, you know. It's you got to do efficiency. But I got three hammers in the boat with you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do just fine. I think so. Um, that's it for Groundhog Day. Let's talk a little bit about the week coming up. Obviously, we've hinted at like the major characteristic of the week that we're concerned about, or like it's gonna be the defining part of the week. I would imagine. Is the heat. Um, let's try to, like, break it into chunks a little bit. What's it going to, like, what are the fish going to do? I think mornings they'll still eat minnows for the first few days of that heat. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm, I mean, it's going to be box bait the rest of the, the, rest of the time. Um, you know, I still might run some jigs. Like, Jig and Leech caught some fish yesterday. Jig and a Nightcrawler has been consistently catching fish here the last few days. Um, it's just going to be, change it up whenever you... You see the water temperature go up a degree and a half. Change something if it's not working. Sure. Yeah, I think they're they probably will be somewhat cooperative right during that like two to four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say you're not gonna catch a walleye, but the other part of it is like, how are you gonna feel out there between two and four o'clock? Angry. You know, probably angry. Yeah. We'll see if there's there's not supposed to be much wind at all. But it's going to be hard to be having a good time between 2 and 4 o'clock out mm-hmm. there. So, But it is a job. Right. For us, it's a job. So yep. we're going to be out there. We won't complain until oh, no. we get home. Right. And we're good. That's man. not... Yeah. That was way too hot. <laughs> Did I tell, talk about how I, like, I quit early one day because of the wind and how we were... And the fish were biting super good. Like, we were drifting a mile and a half, and they were still finding a way to eat a minnow real good. And the, we did, like, one drift over the point and caught three or four fish, and I was running us up again, and the guy's like, how windy does it have to be before you say it's too windy? And I said, I usually wait for somebody else to say it's too windy. <laughs> and eventually somebody else said it was, it was time to go in. Same with the heat. Whew, God, I think... You know what? One thing that people do to like in the fall, people will quit when they get cold. I'll be out there shivering, hands are soaked, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I I like fishing like that though. Far, I would I would prefer it over what we're gonna end up doing for a couple days here. Yeah, it'll be good though. Yeah. I think this this heat came at the at an opportune time where we're still gonna catch fish through it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this heat comes and you ain't gonna catch nothing. Right, but. I think they're still hungry enough. I would have all of the baits for the first part of the weekend, for sure. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the minnow thing is going to solve itself here in the next couple of days, just with spot sales going away. Um, I have caught quite a few fish, actually, on river shiners, which I, I don't generally buy, but there's been some smaller river shiners around, and that's been good. Um, but, yeah, I think once the spots run out, if we're fishing, if it's a wall, I don't know. I'll probably have some minnows along, but I doubt they'll play a huge role. Right. Right, right. 
And buy lots of ice. Yeah. Get lots of ice. Bring lots of ice. Yep. If you're Keep gonna... yourself healthy. Don't do anything dumb. It's Gosh, it's not <laughs> worth it. Gosh. Yeah. Dunk your hat in the water. Make sure you're covered up. Yeah. I, like, I, I dump the buff in the water a lot. Cools your neck off. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You're planned for... If you were if you were just on a recreational day out on the water, you were just telling me that your beverage, or, like, what would you be doing with oh, your I've beverages? Oh, I got a strict regimen. Yep. I got a bachelor party Saturday. Yep. And this is what I'm gonna try and do. I'm gonna try and do a beer, and then a full bottle of water, and then go back to a beer, and a full bottle of water. I'm gonna pee all the time, <laughs> but it's gonna be the best way to not die. Yeah. I'm very worried about that. 95 would kill a guy like us. Yeah, to just get in the water, dude. It's the best way to lower your your, your body temperature. I can't swim. Way to You the try water. to be a it's you try and be a fishing guide and not be able to swim. <laughs> it's terrible. There's tons of things you just can't do. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Just my body. Cover my body from the sun. <laughs> no, um, I think that's about it. It's going to be a, I think we'll still have a strong week. Ahead of us. Mm-hmm. It's just going to have some challenges. Yep. Good luck, boy. If you're out there, if you see us, give us a wave. Yeah, honk your horn. You got a nice looking rig, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's went down way bit. too many dirt roads here lately, though. Uh, I know. I need, uh, I I need know. a water shit. Hey, who's Bob Landerville fish the league with? Uh, Mike Zek. Mike Zek. Yeah, he just... I mean, it's every now and again. Okay. He's not full-time. I was passing... I was leaving Pikedale... Bob and Mike were coming to Pikedale, and they gave me a wave, and I stopped. And behind Mike's truck was a Warrior 2090 with a 200 Suzuki, and I couldn't help. I was like, God dang, that thing looks nice. (laughs) (laughs) And part of it is he had, like, just had it cleaned up, and my Mm -hmm. boat has been pretty well filthy for, like, two weeks. Mm -hmm. I finally cleaned it yesterday. Nice. But I was just envious, like, dang it. Super clean and sparkly. Is that what is that what caused it? I think so, because I like couldn't believe when I looked at it. I'm like, I own that exact boat, but that thing looks freaking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so I like got home and cleaned my boat. No, my mine looks good. Don't feel so bad now. No, nice. A little less warm dirt. <sighs> All right, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll see s- you next week. Yeah. <laughs>